0: Let's go.
1: (laughs) So welcome to the Another Startup Story podcast. I'm your host, Carmen, the founder. So this is where we share inspiring business tips and stories of the leaders of today's society. Uh, This podcast is for creative entrepreneurs, artists, influencers, and leaders wanting to be the best versions of themselves. And we share the habits, success, and routines of how to lead a life of greatness. And so today we have a very special guest with us all the way from Australia. Peter Bone is a social media coach and entrepreneur and the founder of Achieve the Impossible. He is originally from New Zealand and is now based in Australia. And so he began his career as a teacher um, and motivated through the tragic tragic passing of his father. He actually created Achieve the Impossible, um, which now inspires thousands with over one million followers on Instagram and a very new, exciting book, which has launched this month. So we're really excited to pick his brains and, you know, see how things started and hear about his story. So welcome to the show, Peter. How are you doing?
0: Thank you very much. All the way from Australia, it is good to be here on another startup story. Hopefully to inspire and give some tips from an Australian accent. (laughs) Always. A mixture of Australian and a New Zealand accent. So it's a little bit messed up, but if you can understand me, you're doing very well.
1: Brilliant. So do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us what Achieve the Impossible was about really?
0: I sure would love to. Well, my name, uh, as Carmen said, is Peter. I started, I was a teacher and then I started uh, Achieve the Impossible when my dad was diagnosed with cancer. He was given four months to live uh, from a very aggressive pancreatic cancer and was told from the doctors on his way home, do not work another day in your life, call your boss. Uh, You are now officially retired and just enjoy these last few months with friends and family. Um, And so as I came home after a day of teaching, um, mum and dad sat me on the couch to that news and it burst my dreams of setting up mum and dad with a beautiful retirement like a balloon it really made me um, think about what I was doing with my time. Um, And and this dream that I would had to set them up with something, I always assumed it would kind of come true. And I always assumed that it would happen. But I didn't really put into practice any plans or any actions or I wasn't living out um, a life on a journey to that dream. And so as soon as I heard dad had four months to live, I really just started searching deeper within myself and thought, right, what's my true purpose? What's my passion in life? I love teaching. I had a beautiful community of people um, with teaching and I was passionate about it, but I knew deep down that it wouldn't be the very last job I had. It wouldn't be the only career. Um, There was something burning a little bit deeper inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and yeah, my dad's uh, passing four months later to the day, actually four months, exactly to the day. Has kind of birthed this beautiful movement called Achieve the Impossible, where I take that that pain almost and transform it and plant it as a seed, which today inspires yeah over over a million people from all around the world on my main account and then you know a few or fifty or forty something thousand people on my personal account. And I've got the amazing uh, privilege and responsibility to um, speak a little bit of life, a little bit of hope into those dreams that seem impossible to people all over the world.
1: That is incredible. And I think it's very much like, you know, with life, there's always going to be struggles and like shit. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. No matter how much you try and control things, like personal, you know, and professionally, like. It's going to throw you curveballs and that's how you deal with it but i love the fact that you took such like a you know such a awful awfully tragic situation and, and circumstance and you turned it into the best positive situation um that you could have and so that's a very classic example of you know making the best out of your situation um which absolutely, is
0: absolutely yeah
1: um and and i want to say you know i am sorry that you had to go through that it must have been so hard because very recently, I um, lost a close friend of mine who committed suicide. She was only 27, oh, super young, and you know she had her whole life ahead of her. And it's just, it's really tough. But at the same time, yeah. what can you use the situation to, to to, make it better and speak life into people and make them realize mm. that they are alone? And
2: yeah.
1: yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. the fact that and you have the determination and the motivation to push yourself to achieve is just... Something just so great um in such a hard
0: season of your life um mm. and, and I-, I think it is when you do um experience something like that and i'm so sorry to hear about your friend like it, it just hurts you you feel like you've lost a piece of yourself yeah. and you think right what am i gonna fill that empty piece with am i gonna fill it with you know so many things that the world says are gonna make you feel better and feel whole we're really just covering up a scar or are they really like for for my dad's passing, it really just brought me that much closer to my dream, Mm. which, which I'm so, so grateful for. And without sounding disrespectful or or blase about it, and with all due respect and honor to to dad's journey with cancer and everyone else who's had a, a, a journey with cancer or a loved one who's either fallen ill or passed away through cancer, that, that four month journey with cancer really just planted the seeds of Achieve the Impossible. And I think it was because, and I didn't even necessarily know it at the time, but I think it was because of the way I looked at that journey with cancer and I, the way I looked at dad's passing. And I thought, right, if my dad is, you know, is, is moving on to heaven, like I need to do something that brings me closer to my God-given dreams. Because that pain of not having a dream come to pass for someone I love so dearly. I didn't want to ever live through that again. Mm-hmm. And and that feeling, I thought, right, God's given me so much potential, so much capacity. He's given me God-sized dreams that I can't fulfill by myself. And I think before dad's passing, I was living a lot in my own strength and just seeing things that I could do. I loved planning. I loved setting goals. I loved writing all these things down that I thought would happen. And I think I was reminded through that and it's like, right, life's just not about yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: Life is about other people and giving to other people. And dad's journey with cancer really just set the foundation and planted those seeds. Like I said, for the legacy of the achieve the impossible to be all pointing back to dad. And I'm so grateful now for that. Um, when, when he did eventually pass four months later, uh, achieve the impossible had just over 3000 followers and dad knew it was a massive passion of mine. I'd be on it hours and hours and hours every day after work. So three or four hours every day after work, I'd spend on that writing quotes, connecting with people individually, one-on-one responding to comments, liking other uh, photos that, that were relevant and connecting with other mm. Instagram account holders and followers and, and just people all around the world because I was so passionate about it. And dad saw that passion within me. And so every single morning he got up and it was an awful feeling in the mornings because I remember for the last few weeks anyway, um, every time I woke up, I always had that thought and it's an awful thought. I thought, do I have a dad today?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that, that was really, really scary. But then dad would come back at that and say, how are you going on Achieve the Impossible? What's happening? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And he was getting life into his body or maybe even just not his body, but his soul and his spirit hearing about the progress of Achieve the Impossible. And and when he passed, yeah, I had just over 3,000 followers and he thought that was the world. He couldn't believe that many people would be reading what I wrote on Instagram. And today I know he's looking down so incredibly proud of the Of the just over a million followers we've now got on that within that community, as well as on my personal Peter J Bone brand. So, and then exactly like you said before, the Achieve the Impossible book, which is um, which is really really exciting. So that's just an outworking of me just being obedient to that dream and and inspiring those people that God's put around me in that Achieve the Impossible community. And um, yeah, so I'm sure Dad's looking uh, looking down from heaven now, absolutely so proud of. of his legacy.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So I didn't realize that. So you had actually started the account, you know, along the journey with your dad and he was the one mm. who inspired you. that's crazy. And what, what were you posting on the account at, at the time? Was it very similar to the content that you're producing now?
0: Carmen, the things I was posting were the most ugly, hideous, colorful, frilly <laughs> quotes you've ever seen in your life. Seriously. Someone showed me a photo of one, a screenshot of one um, just recently and I thought, you get rid of that straight away. Exactly. I'm like, no, that's like 6,000 posts deep. Don't you dare bring that up again. It was like after
1: we've got a Yes,
0: yes. It was like some, I did a pink background and it was a quote, frilly quote by Eleanor Roosevelt, which I wrote about. And it was the most ugly thing in the world. My logo was... I tried to do that by hand and try to be clever. That didn't work either. It was an absolute mess, (laughs) like literally an absolute mess. I don't know why people were following me based on the visuals. There must have been something good I was writing about. (laughs) Now, thankfully, uh, it has changed a fair bit and has got a little bit more professional. Um, But, yeah, in those early days, those quotes looked hideous. My writing was at a very beginner level. But what shone through was the principle of genuine connection with people, and that's still with Instagram today. Yeah. I read through as many comments as I can on my posts. I, especially with my personal account, read through every comment there, answer, or or at least read through all the direct messages, um, and really just have that that love of that genuine connection yeah. that social media can sometimes suppress. Yeah. Social media gives you that feeling that you're connected with people, but it's not a connection as much as it is an observation a lot of the time. So I think just um, really developing and facilitating those genuine connections with people through Instagram, especially for myself, um, is, is such an amazing part of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's so important to actually be human and not, and not feel like you're just sending like bots Chats to people because at the end of the day with this whole digital world it's so easy to just kind of you know not have these deep conversations which are so important and just have surface level chats and like and skim through people's accounts but yeah i think developing um deeper connections and would you say that's been the main kind of fundamental foundation of you like building you've got what one million followers on instagram like can we just talk about Mm. that (laughs) You know how long did you
0: like? Achieve that. I I always I always do a little um little prerequisite whenever I get asked about (laughs) about that, that million. If you told me when I first started Achieve the Impossible six years ago that it would have a million followers, I genuinely think I'd be too scared to start. Honestly, I think I would in my mind think how do I do that where do I start what do I need to do I'd put so much pressure and expectation on myself for the end destination or the result that I would totally skip over the journey and so that million followers is not an event as much as it is a an outworking of a day-to-day habit that I created and that habit yeah like we're saying the foundation was genuine connections and obviously as that number grew I don't have as much genuine personal connections through achieve the impossible because it's difficult to, to message a million people individually. Um, But I still hope that I have that. There's that feel in my content that I do connect individually with every person. Um, And I think, yeah, for me, that was huge. And (laughs) exactly. And And my early days was when I saw a lot of growth and that's, you know, down to the algorithm and things like that as well. Um, And I was with a a group of other motivating accounts. So I think there's about 11 or 12 of us and we all supported each other and because we knew that our messages aligned. And then as we, and I see that as the growing phrase, phase, phrase, I see that as the growing phase and as we all built up and grew together we started to become independent and strengthened on our own. So some people went towards podcasts straight away. Others went towards the more marketing side, the sales, the business, the branding, the affiliates. Um, Others went to courses. Others went to coaching. And I think everyone from that foundation of a motivational quote-based Instagram account developed their own needs based on their individual audience and the community and what they were looking for out of them. And I think each and every one of those guys from the early days have developed their own accounts in their own style. And I think that is so, so important because there are so many Instagram accounts out there now doing the same thing. And I think it is that personal connection and that personal brand really that that pushes through and cuts through the content that everyone is, is subjected to on Instagram now. And I think that that real personal connection um, just just cuts through, and I think that's really really important.
1: Yeah, I hundred percent agree, and I think it is. Like I I remember when I first started um, another started story, I didn't really want to show my face, and I kind of wanted to not hide behind the brand. But I was like, it's not about me, it's not about me, and and I found that a lot of people didn't really know who they were talking to. And then when I started to kind of you know showcase more. Um, about my story and who I was and adding personality and you know all the traveling that I do and I think people even like coaching clients they they want to people buy from people at the end of the day and they need social proof and it's almost like having that validation of credibility in your following but also like who is this person behind this Instagram account you know and I think you do that really well through your own personal account as well but um yeah it almost like feeds into each other but that's really interesting that you mention um the whole kind of group um following and, and what do you mean by this and if like for our listeners if they wanted to find like a group following to help them boost their instagram how how would they go about that
0: yeah, cool. I'll touch on um, the the personal brand as well, because I had a very um, a similar journey to, to what it sounds like you had with that personal brand. And then I'll touch on the um, yeah, yeah. things um, with that personal brand. I knew deep down, well, once I started posting things on Achieve the Impossible, like you said, I never, ever wanted it to be about me. I did not start Achieve the Impossible for me. This is not for me to get flat fame or influence. I shied away from that side. I'm like, no, cause deep down I knew that I wasn't achieving my impossible. There are areas of my life, which I wasn't happy with. And I thought if I show my face, if I start to bring my own personality and own, um, you know, physical being <laughs> into an account like this, people say, Hey, you're not a billionaire. Why are you, who are you to tell me about this? You're not this person. You're not some like toned supermodel dude. Who are you to tell me about fitness and who do you do? And I thought, oh my gosh, everyone's going to judge me because I'm preaching all these cool motivational quotes. And there were days where I felt like absolute crap and I wasn't inspired or I wasn't motivated, but I'd still uh, produce content. And I had this, I had this big um, thing and it was, I almost felt like a hypocrite. Because the days that I wasn't feeling 100%, I needed to produce content from a 100% version of myself. And so I think there was a big conflict internally with myself. And then it was about (laughs) achieving the impossible. I'm embarrassed to say now, if there was one thing I'd change, I would have done this much sooner. Followers, when I finally decided to launch my personal brand. And that's, that's quite late in the journey. Um, and so once I overcame the fear of launching a personal brand and putting my face out there, I realized how much my audience loved to know the person behind the content. And I think that is so, so important. And you touched on it before as well. People work with people. People trust people. Because you are going to have people that like, people that love, and then you have people that trust. And that trust comes from a personal connection. you can like my brand you can like my content. you can love my brand, but then you trust me as a person and the thing and like even you know transitioning into this talk about the groups and the accounts, it's so easy to replicate and duplicate a brand and what that brand does and what that brand creates through Instagram. but there is no comparison for a personal, genuine, authentic um, personal account with personal words that are genuine and true to yourself people will always connect better with people than they will with brands Mm. they will observe brands like we said before but they'll connect with people and that's what i've found to be the truth behind instagram and that's what i tell tell a lot of my coaching clients i'm like yep brand is great and brand can build an audience quick because people do tend to observe and then they can, you can funnel them through to a, a personal brand once they are used to the actual brand. Um, but I think nothing beats a personal brand. If I only had to have one account, I'd choose my personal brand every day. Really? Um, yeah, just through the connections I have with people there. I think that's really, really important. And I think moving forward as well, and it's not too late to start a personal brand. I truly believe everyone should have a personal brand that, that they sew into as a professional thing Because in 5, 10 years from now, that personal brand, I think, is going to be really influential when companies hire, if not now. And for so many other varying factors for for social things, whether it's connected all of a sudden to your Uber account, whether it's connected to this account or this account, I think socially, a really good um, personal brand is going to be key moving forward. And I think it'll be really, really interesting to see the influence a personal brand does have. And whether or not Instagram stays around for the next five or so years, it doesn't matter. Instagram is amazing now. So build it now while the people are on it, while it's getting awareness and attention. And then when the next thing comes up, Because you've already built that audience, funnel them through to the next thing. If they love you on Instagram, they're going to like you on TikTok. They're going to do this on whatever else comes up or LinkedIn or any other um, up and coming social thing. So I think that's really important with a personal brand. Having said that, achieve the impossible, a lot of the early numbers, the numerical success with the follower numbers, yes, came from those shout outs to shout outs. Currently, I'm in no shout-out groups at all, and I don't have any shout-out um, opportunities or, or shout-out things I do for other accounts. That I am in a position now where I do have a, a big enough audience and a community that our content I, – I just wanted to be 100% of – in charge of the content that I post if you did want to go a shout out for shout out or even just to a group of people The number one rules is make sure their message aligns and make sure you are comfortable If I had my close group of six people, right? And I was introducing a new friend to them that I would brought into the group I want to make sure that I can trust that person that I know that person and that that person has a similar value similar alignment um, to the friends just so If I'm sharing, you know, these people with my friends, I'll need to know that my friends are valuing them as a person, but also that friend feels valued as well. So if you are in a group of people, make sure your message is aligned. Make sure you can trust the people and you know the people behind it. A lot of people are getting into groups just for a quick number influx and to get some, some followers and some traction quick. I would steer away from that personally, and I would rather the quality over the quantity, I'm, I'm just a huge, huge believer in that genuine natural growth. I know it is difficult now, especially on Instagram with algorithm changes and other things that are, that are out of our um, you know, influence too much. And there is so much content on Instagram now. And I think the way to cut through that is to be as genuine, as authentic to your own personal brand as possible. Um, and if that is aligning with other accounts, by all means work with them, I'm at a stage now where I thought, right, I don't want to dilute my content with the content of other accounts too much. I really just want to really just build into my brand and post less and less. Back in the early days, you'd post six to eight times a day and Instagram loved you because you're putting content on the thing. Today, you post once or twice and Instagram like, oh, that's about enough for you and and limit the reach a little bit. So I think it is really important to go quality over quantity. In the early days of Instagram, people would follow whatever account they love the look of instantly and just made a really, really quick snap decision. Mm-hmm. Today, people are more selective than ever. And I'm speaking through myself as well. I think I'm only following 20 accounts on Achieve the Impossible. And people are more uh, selective over who they follow now more than ever. And so I think if you, are, if you do have followers, the number one thing is you've got to respect that. So these people have allowed you into their most personal device, their phone, which they take with them everywhere they go, no matter what they're doing during a weekday, during a weekend. And I think people can see if you honor and respect that or if you're just using them as a number. And so I think it's really, really important that you're giving value, you're giving inspiration, you're giving entertainment, whatever your audience want from you. That you're giving them the quality version of that and not just throwing out a whole bunch of quantity and just a whole bunch of posts all the time um hoping that you're going to grow more and more and more so the the personal connection um through your own content and if you really really are wanting to grow just really make sure the group that you're growing alongside and doing shout out for shout outs for is of a similar message because there's nothing more obvious than someone doing a shout out for shout out through another account. And it's like, yeah, I know that you're just doing a shout out. And it only takes a few of those to to annoy someone to the point where they unfollow you. It's, um, It's it's a real honor and a privilege. And I think we've got to be really careful about who we selectively choose to feature to our community.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think nowadays, it's so easy to just unfollow. And I see even in my actions, like on my personal account, if someone posts something that annoys me, I'll just unfollow. Um,
0: yeah.
1: and, and so I think, but ultimately from the end user um, we have to be very selective and essentially creating our media and when you wake up in the morning like do you want to be you know face with news or do you want to be um reading content which is inspiring and educational and also going to motivate you mm-hmm. to get up and do something which you know you wouldn't have planned to do right
0: Absolutely. Um, Sorry, you did just cut out a little bit. There we go. We're back in.
1: I'm back in. Sorry. I think yeah. Okay. I heard
0: news and inspiration, and yes, absolutely, news and inspiration is absolutely key. <laughs> Do you want to just repeat that question one more time?
1: Yeah. No, it wasn't so much the question, but it was just me commenting and saying how you know nowadays, from the end user, we have to be really conscious of you know the media that we're cre- that we're creating on mm. our social media, and now I I only ever follow inspirational. Um, I mean we're not following anyone on another startup story because it just got too repetitive for me and but for my personal account I, I'll only really follow pages which inspire me or educate me or you know are actually real friends so I think that's yes. so important um, because it's like even watching the news like you spend half an hour watching the news and you know have a be conscious of your um, mood before you watch news and after and you'll see it kind of slump and essentially social media is exactly the same thing um and to your point on i found it really really interesting when you mentioned about how developing a personal brand could almost like affect employability um and that's really interesting because i think um it's funny how like even models now like when they sign when they sign up to modeling agencies a client will always ask them about their instagram following um, and it's not no longer just about what they look like. And so it'd be interesting to see how society changes. And like you said, even if Instagram does disappear one day, there will only be something else, a new platform,
0: which will replace it.
1: Um, so yeah, really, really interesting, um, valid points.
0: And it's, yeah, exactly. Like any industry you're in, like I coach a lot of sports people as well and and even public speakers. I've I've got friends in a lot of different industries and they... Have all just said the importance of having a number, not for their own sake or not for a community, but for a corporate um, justification, a corporate metric system of success. And I know people who have lost contracts, lost huge contracts just because they didn't have as many social media followers. So, as much as you, and it's the same with sports people, it's the same with people in so many different industries. And so I think as much as you want to be genuine, authentic, yes, we are living in a world, unfortunately, where the ego metric of how many followers do you have is just a really, really short, sharp, quick way to judge how successful you are as a person and how influential you are. And so it is, yeah, but I think it comes down to more than numbers. When you are on that journey, people are obviously judging that in a snapshot of time. I think if we focus on that across the entire journey, we get caught up with the number and it's way, way too easy to get discouraged as we're doing that journey step by step. And it's like, let's just enjoy and think, right, at the end result, what is going to help me connect the most genuine way with my followers? And that is producing authentic, regular quality content. The number will take care of itself if you're doing all those things. Mm. And so I think, yeah, as, as much pressure as there is from the outside forces, through corporate stuff through industry standards through other people's expectations we've really got to keep that um we've got to stay true to ourselves and our message and make sure that doesn't get diluted or changed too much for the sake of a number
1: yeah that's so true i think sometimes we can kind of lose sight and get tunnel vision and just focus on the number but it is about developing those genuine connections and i look at some of the people that i've met through another startup story and like like, physical, actual people, and, you know, my network has just been, like, amazing, and the people that I've met through it, just based on a common, you know, I I don't even know what we talk about, but it's just, it's been a great talk to kind of, like, expand your network, and so sometimes it's just thinking about how can we move this offline, Um, so, yeah, yeah, really interesting, Um, and just, so, to your point on that, I had a question on, I guess, you know, you're also a social media coach um, and me being a business coach, I think even though it's a different specialism, there is something to be said uh, for the power of human connection uh, and talking to like a real person, but also the right person who understands you um, versus like distant online learning through YouTube videos or books I mean books are great absolutely love books but sometimes it's like working out in the gym right like everyone knows sit-ups or running will make you feel better but that's why people hire personal coaches and um, why do you think it's important for people to invest in a coach as opposed to just like following your Instagram and reading daily quotes and buying your book which we'll come on to.
0: yeah Oh, absolutely. We'll come on to that. Um, I think it's important because there is so much content out there right now, whether it's through YouTube, whether it's through um, books, whether it's through no matter what. Just the internet, Wikipedia. There is so much content out there, and if we applied all that content to our own personal journey, we would get so flip and lost. We wouldn't have a clue what to do. And so I think. As there is more and more content and more and more free resources, people are going, oh my gosh, I'm just overwhelmed with options. What do I do? I've got my set dreams, my goals, my ambitions for why I want to be on this journey, whether it's through business, whether it's through through a social influence, whether it's through whatever you're doing. And I think people are in all this content seeking experts. And going, right, who has done what I want to do? Who can journey with me from this step? And not just say in a video, hey, everyone, this is how to get from A to B. It's someone actually walking with them, holding their hand, going, I'm Pete, what was your name? And going, right, what are your goals? What are your desires? Where do you see this going? How can I help you? And journeying step by step along that path. Because there are so many things as well that you can't cover when you're talking to everyone. And there'll be somebody, some part of someone's journey that you're working with as a client that you've done before or that you, one of your network has done before. And you can really speak into that exact thing. And I know for me, setting up things like my Achieve the Impossible podcast, my Achieve the Impossible app, now the Achieve the Impossible book, I had to surround myself with experts because I had no idea what to do. And when you've got no idea what to do, you go to Google. And when you go to Google, I'm speaking from my experience. I don't know if it's like this for everyone out there. After reading through Google answers and articles for 10 minutes, I am completely lost. Like at the start, I was a little bit lost. And I'm like, oh, I might just, what host do I go with? What flipping podcast thing do I do? What's this? What's this? The most basic, simple things.
2: Oh, totally.
0: Someone just tell me what I need to do because everyone's saying different things I'm like, just someone just give me an expert and just say boom pete. This is what you need This is what you need follow it up with this this do this do this boom You've just saved me a month's worth of research and then another six weeks of fixing those mistakes that I made because I was reading the wrong person Just because they feature high in google doesn't mean they're an expert Blah blah blah. You can see i'm passionate about this <laughs> And I think just walking with someone on the journey is so much better if you're running a half marathon I haven't done one in forever, but I think I've done like four or five of them. Ah. The people running beside you are the ones who motivate you much more than the people clapping on the sidelines. People clapping on the sidelines are great, and there's plenty of them, but there is nothing more powerful than someone right beside you doing step by step by step. You can get into a rhythm. You can help each other. You can support each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what coaching is. And I want my coaching to be a personal connection, as is with my Instagram account. And as is with any coaching I do, whether it's a sports person, whether it's a small business person, whether it's just someone starting a passion project, I want to be a part of that. I want to succeed because I invest my own time into making this a success. And and I've got quite a strict application process. And if I'm not genuinely passionate about it, I'm doing you a disservice by accepting you as my client. And so I think, right, let's talk first. Let's jump online, do a video chat because I've got people from all around the world who I've coached and, and the video chats do say so much. And if we click perfectly, amazing, let's go for this. If it's an industry I'm not familiar with, or if they're after some go, some people just say, right, Pete, I need a hundred thousand followers in the next two months. How do I do it? Quick go. I'm like, no, I'm not the person for you because I don't believe in, in just a get followers quick thing or get influence quick. I said, there'll be people out there who can teach you how to do that and you'll be prepared to invest whatever it takes to do that. But for me, I want people who want genuine connection with their community, genuine connection with their brands. And then that does funnel into things like a podcast, things like an app, things like a book. And that community you've got that genuine connection with, then come back. And I think coaching for something like that is so, so important because you've got someone with you the whole step of the way. Once you watch a YouTube video and how to get your first thousand followers on Instagram, if you hit 5,000 followers, that video is not going to come back and go, oh my gosh, congratulations, let's go out for a drink to celebrate. That video is gone. And so what works for one person may not necessarily work for others. And what if everyone's doing the same thing, there is suddenly no point of difference. And the whole thing to cut through the masses of content, the masses of people, the masses of opportunity out there is to be yourself, be unique and align yourself with a coach. Someone who's done it before, someone who's proven themselves within your space to move forward and take you to that next level.
1: Wow. That's such gold. And I think it's so true. Even if they're just a few steps ahead of you, like they've done it before, they'll be able Mm. to guide you and give you advice. And sometimes it's just the emotional support. Like a lot of my, coaching clients I, I actually speak to them. I'm like, so what you're telling me is you don't actually have any problems, you just, you know, you're just emotionally a bit scared. And and I get that. It's like a mindset thing. And that's why I think personal development and I'm so invested into personal development. And um we'll come on to that in a second. I think it's it so important to train your mind like you do your body um each and every day through the through you know reading and meditation. And there's so many tools out there. And waking up early. I think you know the media does sometimes portray personal development, negative, um, and labelling um like self-help self-help books as a way to kind of like fix ourselves. But actually there is so much value in them. Um, and so that comes on to my next question. Um and really like for our listeners, what can we expect from the Achieve the Impossible book? Um and and yeah, tell us more.
0: It's my favourite question. I knew it was coming, Carmen. I knew it was coming. Um, yeah, self-help unfortunately has a really bad rap <laughs> across media and society in general. It's awful. i new telling exactly. If I'm, I've, I've changed my title when people ask what I do. I used to say Instagrammer. This was years ago. Yeah. And now Instagram is just the douchey thing to say. <clears throat> Sorry if anyone calls themselves Instagrammers. Um, so I've just changed it to writer. And then the thing people always ask is, oh, what do you write? I'm like, oh gosh, how do I explain this without sounding like a flipping self-proclaimed guru or life specialist? I'm like, um. <laughs> I'm like, well, the book's called Achieve the Impossible and people's reactions vary, they vary different. You know, they um, some are either like, okay, who the heck are you to say achieve the impossible? What have you done? You're only 31. You have, you done this? Have you done this? And others are like, oh my gosh, yes, I need something like that in my life. And I think with the achieve the impossible book, I wanted to create something that anyone could hold with them without being distracted by a phone. Because when I'm on Instagram looking at content or reading other people's captions, no matter how much it inspires me, there's always something next to pop up. Whether it's the next post or whether it's a notification or whatever it is, I wanted people to be able to, to go in their special place, whether it's at the beach, whether it's at the park, whether it's in their little lounge room or library or bedroom at home and open the Achieve the Impossible book. Whether it's the first thing in the morning or last thing at night, I've written it as many chapters. And so each chapter is only two or three, maybe four pages long. Each chapter starts with a quote and I unpack that quote usually through a metaphor because I love picture words and I always talk about them in the book. And I really just wanted this book to provide little seeds to people that they can plant and allow to flourish throughout the day. The book can either be read in a big three hour setting or something, three or four hours on a flight. It's a very easy read, but the content in it is designed to be read and reread and to be reread over and over again. There's things I read in the book that I've uh, proofread 20,000 times already, as well as written before that. And I'm still going, oh, yeah, actually that applies to something I'm facing right now or this email I just got 20 minutes ago or this thing I'm about to enter into in my life I'm looking for a breakthrough in. So the small chapters are really just to inspire. My hope for it was to breathe life and reignite impossible dreams. And, and I just wanted people to really just get a sense of my heart, which, which is and my, and my true genuine want and desire and need is for people to realize they are capable of achieving the thing that seems impossible. Yeah,
2: so true. And,
0: and that thing that seems impossible – you won't necessarily achieve it just by living your life i think we need to rise up stand up and be the best version of ourselves possible and i believe that we we become that not in achieving the impossible but in the pursuit of what we think is impossible yeah well, i think if it's that strongly on our heart it's there for a reason and it's a god-given dream and with every single dream god gives i truly believe he gives the gifts the talents and abilities that, that are required to bring that dream to pass. Yeah. And so I'd hope that this Achieve the Impossible book really does just breathe life, breathe hope into things, whether you're just starting out on your impossible journey, whether you're absolutely crushing goals and smashing your impossible journey, or whether you're just thinking, I don't even have a dream. I don't even know what to do. This book, just, I just yeah, want it to be a seed that you plant in your life And I talk about a whole bunch of different topics and there are a whole bunch of different metaphors and that no matter what stage in life you are, whether you're 12 years old, whether you're 120 years old, I think there's something relevant for everyone in it. So literally, I've written the book and my whole thought process is this is for someone who has an impossible dream, whether you've achieved it, whether you're achieving it, or whether not.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think it is so true that we are all given the tools and the gifts and the talents within us to actually achieve our our dreams and whatever we want to do and the life that we want to be living. And it's in that pursuit, and even just me and starting my journey and seeing the character that I've become and the skills and. And you, you really see it when you kind of look back a year from now, you're like, wow, I've actually come quite far. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not really a person to stop and smile the roses, I per se. And I don't, I'm very much type A, go, go, go. But like the other day, I stopped to think about what I did in a year. And I was like, wow, why does it feel like I'm not moving forward? But actually I've done so much. And I think it's just about, it really is about the journey and the pursuit to, to setting the goal. Um, because when you put your mind to it, it's totally possible. And I think it's a yeah, ahead. Sorry.
0: I'm a huge believer in in the journey over the destination. And I think so many people set their goals and set their definition of success in a destination or in a result. And I think no, success is not that. That is merely an outworking of you living up to your God given potential and capacity. And I think that's what success is. It's just day in, day out. Because if I judge today's success on a dream 20 years in the future I can't judge my success for the next 20 years and I've just got no clue if I'm achieving what I s- sought after or not it is just one step at a time I heard a quote that said um, fall in love with the game more than the trophy and I think that's so true There's another quote, there's a thousand quotes actually about this journey over the destination. I love them all. Um, Another one of my, one of my favorite rugby teams, the coach said, um, by focusing on the result, we lose clarity in the process. Yeah. And I think that is just so important. I think so many people, and me included and everyone included from time to time, focuses on the end result, the end outcome, that we forget how vital the process is. And I think that process day by day, step by step is the thing obviously that, that gets us to that journey or that, uh, t- sorry, to that destination at the end of the journey. And so I think that process and the habits you create on a day to day basis, like you said, getting up early morning routine. I think these things are so, so important in just living life to its absolute fullest. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get up to my deathbed at the end of my life and and go go Pete. We had so much, so much we could have done. Yeah, no, I but we decided to live it comfortable. That that that's my big thing.
1: That's my thing too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I just started thinking, there's so much potential that was so untapped. That's, yeah. yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so
0: and crazy. and I was living like that before I heard about my dad's cancer diagnosis, and I was living a comfortable life. I had a nice car, and just. You know, just cruising through, very happy with everything. And I thought, I don't want to get to the end of my life and not go after what I feel God's put on my heart. And, and I think the thing when God puts a dream in your heart, it's always a God-sized dream. It's never a human-sized dream because we dream human-sized dreams. And when we dream human-sized dreams, we can see the human-determined path ahead of us. And with that path, we can set our goals, we can set our future, we can set our plans and just walk along those. (laughs) That's not what God wants us to do. God's given us God-sized dreams so that we journey with him. And so like you're a business coach, like I'm an Instagram coach, a little bit of a life coach sometimes, Um, God is our life coach or for me anyway, from a a position of faith and a relationship with Jesus, I go through day to day with God as my life coach and say, right, I don't necessarily know what's next, but I want to make the most of today. Mm -hmm. And if today is just all about writing that one caption that can speak to someone and bring them out of a situation or breathe life or hope into a situation or a circumstance, that's my job today. But then once you do those day after day after day and be obedient to that dream and, and to do what you're called to do, I'm holding the book in my hand right now. And I think the book, I never set out to go, right, I'm going to write a book. Now let's write it. I set out initially day to day, just writing things that inspired and reached people. Today, that is in the form of a book and that sowed the seeds and and the foundation for the book but the book has only become a result because of the journey and so it's so much more about the process than it is about right what have we achieved in terms of the book in terms of this let's look at our day-to-day life and measure success day-to-day instead of year by year
1: yeah that's so true and i think um it's interesting that you mentioned it uh, The book was almost like a tool you wanted to use so people would stop scrolling i guess and i think Mm. nowadays our attention spans are so low and i think there's nothing better than turning all your notifications off turning your phone on airplane mode and just getting a book out um and almost like the book achieve the impossible is good because you can highlight you can like how i would use it is i would have my journal next to me and i'd actually write down situations which relate to my life and how the quotes speak to me um and and like you said you can come back to it because we have to try and live out these these almost principles um, on a daily basis. And it's so easy to forget. Um, and it's so easy to read the quote and be like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. But actually, living it out is the hard thing. And mm. execution is always, always the hard thing. And con- consistently showing up and doing that every day. Um, and so I think your book will definitely, I can't wait to get I've ordered it and I can't wait to get my copy when I go back to Singapore. So I, you
0: know, s- I saw your name come in there. And it's on the plane right now, if it's not already <laughs> over there on the roadside yeah, somewhere. I love the fact that you said that, that your journal alongside writing it because that's absolutely perfect. That's exactly what planting a seed is. You don't just plant a seed and then just come back to it 10 years later and go, oh, why weren't you a huge, massive, you know, oak tree or whatever? You plant a seed, you know where it's planted, and then you water it. You make sure it has the sunlight. You make sure it has everything it needs to flourish in its environment. And I think with writing a quote on Instagram, it can become just like, let's eat, let's eat, let's consume, consume, consume. When you're not actually using that and applying it in your day-to-day life, it's almost like just overeating. Eat, 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 consume, 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 which is fine if you're exerting that energy. And what I found for myself personally is I was setting so many goals. I was setting so many lofty dreams and ideas and visions and i write them all down and I'll keep consuming goals, 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 but I didn't actually put anything into practice. I didn't action anything. I didn't apply anything. And I think that's what we can do sometimes with Instagram motivation is that we can consume, 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 but if we're not applying it, it can just get lost. It's like we're just starting to plant a million seeds in our tiny little field called a life and they all just get overcrowded and think, oh, which ones are we actually prioritizing to, to water and to feed? It's like, no, let's choose some specific things. Let's focus, choose one chapter in the book, one quote, read that chapter for, you know, the three pages or whatever for five minutes and then journal. I think that's the most amazing thing because there is something. Once you read that, I'd love to see people journaling and applying it to their everyday life and the current situations they're in. And I can guarantee it when you read it back six months later, you can read back the exact same chapter in the book and it would apply to an entirely different season of your life just as much. And I think that's the cool thing about personal growth and development. The self-help thing is literally someone facilitating your growth and your development as a person.
1: And it's always tailored to you that's the thing
0: absolutely yeah
1: yeah and i think there's something to be said for reading books in depth like i used to be i have blinkist i don't know if you're aware of Blinkist, but
2: mm-hmm, yeah
1: summarizes books i guess and, and it's good it's really good when you're traveling because i travel a lot and i currently have like three four books with me and and i obviously have my journal Ooh,
0: one of it's those okay. people
1: it's, it's <laughs> not okay traveling but at the same time, blinkers is great, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't give you that level of depth and even being able to read a book in detail and, and like apply those skills and highlight. And I think that's way more effective and important than skim reading and trying to, you know, read 50 books a year. Um, and mm. it applies to relationships, like having deeper connections of, you know, a, a smaller number of people is way more valuable than having many, many friends. So
0: absolutely quality over quantity every day. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: So I think we're going to have to wrap up soon, but I've got a couple more questions for you. Oh, goody! Quick
0: fire. Uh,
1: (laughs) I guess like going back to the beginning and knowing what you know now and everything that you've achieved, what Mm -hmm. would you have done differently when you were first starting out?
0: I probably would have believed in myself a little bit more and it's easier to say that when you can look back and i don't think i've ever said that answer to this question um but i yeah, genuinely would say that just give yourself a go believe in yourself and it sounds so cliche but there's a reason everyone says it any type of success that someone has experienced a lot of people think oh if i knew that i could do this with you know a little bit of self-belief at the start. Imagine how much exponentialer that's not a word, but believe in yourself. It is now how much more exponentialer <laughs> your, your results and your, your outcome could be if you had that self-belief. I'm sick of living life, doubting myself. If I'm doing something and I've, I believe that, you know, there's something that God's put on my heart, you don't need to believe in yourself. God's already got it. So why would you doubt? You think, right, if this is what I'm truly passionate about, who cares what other people say? Because other people's opinions can often determine how much you believe in yourself. And so you just go all in on the things you're truly passionate about. Don't doubt. There's no, there's no reason. If you're half warm, it's disgusting. It's like having, I don't know, what's a drink that we all hate half warm? Whatever it is, I don't know. But then cold as well. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, imagine your own things. Apply that to your own life and your own circumstances. <laughs> I was thinking Coke and then I was thinking peppermint tea and then I was thinking coffee. I was and I
2: don't chocolate. drink Coke.
0: Yeah, okay, perfect. Hot chocolates. Okay, great answer. So I've just discovered an answer, everyone who's listening to the Startup Story podcast. Um, I was just thinking to myself, what about hot chocolate drinks and iced chocolate? Iced chocolate, delicious. Hot chocolate, Delicious. But lukewarm, warm temperature, chalky milk, yuck. And no one has dairy these days anyway. I'm going a coconut or an almond milk if I'm doing any of that. But (laughs) sorry, we digress. I don't even remember what it is. But yeah, don't don't be stuck in the middle. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you're thinking, right, I'm going to give this a shot, give it 110. If you're going to heat up your chocolate, go heat it up to the perfect temperature. If you don't want to do it, just shove some ice in it and leave it. Don't do things with half a heart, heart half hearted, half heartedly.
1: Yes, no, I I'd 100% agree. And I think you can apply that to so many other areas of your life, you know, and just not living a life of mediocrity is like not having mediocre conversations and mediocre food. Yeah.
0: And,
1: and I think that's so, it's so important.
0: But, but then it comes down to a mediocre car trip on your way to work. You know, like it's so easy to just go right, I'm just going to shove the radio on. I'm just going to listen to whatever comes up. Or you listen to the news, you listen to traffic, you listen to the same flipping eight songs over and over and over and over and over again on commercial radio. Or you can go, hey, I'm going to make the most of this 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of a commute to work as an opportunity to set up my day. And that's when you can start listening to a beautiful podcast, like, I don't know, another startup story or like the Achieve the Impossible podcast or someone that inspires you. Listen to something that inspires you and be intentional, not just about heating up your hot chocolate to the perfect temperature, but making the most of every moment you have in life and going right, I'm going to be intentional with this and not just go lukewarm and just go blah, blah and warm and don't know if it's cold or hot. Go all out there. Make the most of your commutes. Like you said, with friends. Don't just have a boring coffee with friends and just gossip about whatever everyone's happening and whatever everyone's doing. Let's go, right, let's stop the gossip. Let's stop the, you know, and cattiness or whatever. And let's dig a little bit deeper. I'm like, right, what do you want to get done this week? Like what's what's on your heart? What have you been thinking about? What have you been praying for? What can I help you with? Is there someone that, you know, like let's start talking about things that inspire us, things that breathe life into our impossible dreams. And it's not going to take long for people to to quickly realize that, all right, if I want a conversation with this person, they genuinely inspire me. So I do something about them really attracts me to them. You're going to surround yourself really shortly with people who respect that and appreciate that and aren't happy settling for a mediocre life. And I think that there ends up influencing who you're surrounding yourself with. And like they say, show me your friends, I'll show you your future.
1: So true. And I think the law of attraction, I used to think it was such, you know, bullshit, but actually, it's so yeah. true. It's,
0: it's so, true. so true. It's
1: <laughs> so true, over and over again. <laughs> That's all I'm going to leave at that, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, last couple of questions. One quote you live by, or your favorite quote, as the
0: king of quotes. As the king of quotes, you can't say that to me. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think I am at the mercy of all the stuff that I said in terms of being overwhelmed by quotes. But, and so like, it's really, really hard to just nut it down to one. It's not an exact quote, but for me, it's, it's that thing. And at the moment for the season I'm in, it's, it's process over perfection. It's journey over destination it is looking at our day-to-day instead of our 10-year goal. And I think that is really, really, really important because our impossible dreams need us to be doing that. And I think that as soon as we, um, exactly like that quote said, as soon as we focus on the destination too much, we lose sight of the day-to-day journey. And that's when we can get depressed and think, oh my gosh, this just happened today. And allow that one circumstance, that one little crappy two minute meeting we had, or that run-in with someone we had, or that awkward text that we just had, we can allow that to dictate the the emotional attitude and mentality of our day so much. The way I say I might, you know, say if achieved the impossible lost some followers during the day. I could go, oh my gosh, I've just lost 100 followers. What am I going to do? I need to change up my content to win people back. Or I go, that's okay. It wasn't for them or more likely it was a follow unfollow bot. But I think, right, that doesn't affect my long-term journey because I'm just living in the moment day to day and I'm seeing things almost from a bird's eye point of view or a God's eye view and thinking there's another quote that says, you know, if it doesn't matter in five years, don't waste five minutes thinking about it why would you like, let's just move on, let it go and just enjoy the whole process and journey of life. I think we take ourselves so seriously that we're, there's so much pressure put on, not just by society or others, but by ourselves to perform. And it's like the doors that are going to open are going to open. Yeah, you're right. So often we can stress out about little things that we don't actually have the power of. And, and there's so many quotes about God saying, you know, don't worry about this. I've got it but worry is the opposite of faith it's there's so many things that that looking back that i've worried about that have not come to fruition or have ended up being the most incredible blessings with time so give yourself time be patient but patience isn't being lazy patience is doing everything you can in the moment but trusting the result and not doing that for the result but allowing what you're doing to create that result
1: yeah that's so true and I think so that was the
0: longest quote in the world, but
1: <laughs> I love every every part. And I think there's so much richness that can be found in the unknown and coming yeah. from yeah, like I said, someone who's very much I've always been very organized and like to plan everything and I hate being in the unknown and I've actually mm,
0: Me too. <laughs>
1: traveling has been an amazing like tool for me to really step into the unknown. A funny story, I'll be quick, but my best friend was meant to come with me to um to Jordan and so we got to the airport and just as we were about to board the flight, um, she said, Carmen I can't board the flight and I'm like what, why? And she's like, my passport expires within less than six months and so they won't let me in no. Jordan.
2: Like,
1: Are you kidding? Like, really? And I was still half asleep, I hadn't really fully processed it but yeah. I literally had to say bye to her within two minutes because I had to board the flight and so for the first two days, both her and I were just like so upset because we had to set this expectation of what you know, we'd plan to do and the memories we'd create and, and and it's just about like actually and I travel a lot alone so it's not even like I was used to being alone, but it's very much just getting into the mentality of being in the unknown, being open to new opportunities. And I ended up meeting the most incredible people on the trip and traveling with them
2: for wow.
1: you know, and I look at I was back at Jordan Airport, Amman Airport, sorry. Like on the way back and I was like, my mentality and, and the way I feel right now was so different from when I first got there. And it's just like that shift in mindset totally. So, yeah. Oh,
0: that's so true. And it's, and it's making the most of opportunities. And I'm a big believer in things not happening to you. They're more happening for you. And I think if we uh, in our mental state claim victim to any circumstance that happens, we're instantly on the back foot on the defensive to anything or anyone that comes into our life. But I think if we go in with the perception and the mindset that things are happening for me and every challenge I face, every obstacle, every experience, every relationship is all just playing, playing its part in forming my character and shaping my identity and getting me closer to God, closer to my dreams, closer to what's been put on my heart. I think that's everything. So I absolutely love that. And just make the most of every single circumstance. Like you've just done traveling by yourself, which is fun. And now we can record this podcast when you are what looks like, and I know the uh, listeners here can't see what I'm seeing, unfortunately. You guys aren't as lucky, but it looks like you're, I don't know, in a room. Yes, I'm sure you're in a room somewhere.
1: I flew in this morning, so not too far from you, actually. It's good to be back. Uh,
0: Australia is a little bit far from Bangkok, but (laughs) it's not too far compared to London (laughs) or the UK. I don't know where you're from. Are you from London?
1: I am from London
0: indeed, yeah. Yes. Damn it. I should have just trusted my gut. Guys, don't have warm chocolate. You have hot chocolate or ice chocolate. Don't doubt yourself. Be (laughs) really wrong or be really right.
1: Totally.
0: Amen. Um, Yeah, totally agree.
1: So final question. One book other than Achieve the
0: Impossible. Damn it to others (laughs) one book that i'll gift to others oh there's so many which one do i choose (laughs) one of my favorite ones one of my favorite that i've reread a thousand times is how to win friends and influence people
2: oh yeah by
0: dale carnegie absolutely amazing another one i'm damn it i'll secretly say i'll give this to one person Listen, I will give The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. he to the other person because they are just two timeless classics. One's all about money and finances, the other's about relationships and human connection. And I think the two of those together can make dreams come true. And the Bible, yeah, obviously. Of course. Helps. <laughs> <yeah, oops. laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> and then Chief the Impossible books. Sorry, I had to say it. Those are the four <laughs> top four books of all time. <laughs>
1: Oh, brilliant well thank you so much for joining us today peter it's been an absolute fun. pleasure probably been one of my favorite um podcast episodes and just such a great conversation with you um so yeah I, I'll, I'll put all the details in in the show notes so people can find you people can buy a book and yeah obviously continue to be inspired through you through your instagram and your other platforms including the podcast so um yeah, thank you for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for your continuous support. Um, I don't think we'd have the Another Startup Story community if it wasn't, you know, for you guys. So, yeah, I just wanted to send much love. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much again for joining.
0: I'm so grateful. And anytime time someone uh, allows or features someone to their community and introduces someone to their community. It's such a huge honor and I'm so grateful and I respect that so much. And what you're doing with another startup story is just phenomenal. So thank you very much for the opportunity and to all the listeners. Thank you. No pressure, but go buy the book. It's in the show notes. Um, uh, Number, what is it? Number four favorite book. Yes. Number four book of all time. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. Au revoir.